RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The shocker on the world at the assassination of Shinzo Abe, Japan's longest serving prime minister. Locally, Covid cases are again close to the 3,000 mark and the police condemn anyone who purports to be a national security officer after London-based lawyers tell of threatening emails. The former Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, has been assassinated while giving a campaign speech in the west of the country. He collapsed after being hit by bullets and was rushed to hospital. Medical staff there said Mr Abe was bleeding heavily and had no vital signs. The suspected attacker, reported to be a male in his 40s, was tackled at the scene and arrested. Mr Abe was Japan's longest serving Prime Minister. Announcing the news, Japan's current Prime Minister, his protégé Fumio Kishida, said that the shock of the crime had left him speechless. As Nara Medical University Hospital announced earlier, today at 17.03, former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe passed away. I prayed that somehow his life could be spared, but unfortunately he passed away, despite those prayers. This is truly unfortunate, and I have no words. Speaking before Mr Abe's death was announced, Foreign Ministry spokesman Jia Lijian said Beijing was shocked by the shooting and expressed sympathy to his family. The United States said Mr Abe's killing was profoundly disturbing and that he was a leader of great vision. India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi described Mr Abe as a global statesman. South Korea, which has strained relations with Japan, said the killing was unacceptable. The South Korean Foreign Minister Park Jin spoke to reporters. President Yoon Song yeol has expressed his deepest condolences to his family and the people of Japan. The Korean government strongly condemns this shooting incident as violent crime. That should not be tolerated under any circumstances. Australia's former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull paid this tribute to Mr Abe. Shinzo Abe was sincere, authentic and warm. You know, a lot of politicians are very guarded uh, and often particularly when they're dealing uh, with foreigners. But no matter who he was dealing with, you could see with Abe you were, you were dealing with the real man. Locally, health officials have reported 2,945 COVID cases. Almost 200 infections were imported. They also reported three more COVID-linked deaths. The Health Secretary, Lo Chung Mao, urged the public not to lower their guard. The number of infected uh, new cases is now well, roughly doubling in about two weeks' time. Yes, this is the prediction based on the trend in the last few weeks. But I think we are here to shape the future. We will have to carry out more vigilant and more precise testing and more vigilant isolation for all those infected minority, using, including home isolation and also uh, specific uh, isolation facilities to make sure that those infected people are not walking around in our community and causing community outbreaks. Police have strongly condemned the act of impersonating national security officers and say they're concerned about media reports that overseas lawyers received emails claiming to be from the force, alleging that they violated the security law. Frank Young reports. The Times of London newspaper earlier reported that three British barristers representing tycoon Jimmy Lai had received emails claiming to be from an officer of the National Security Wing in Hong Kong, accusing them of violating the national security law and warning that they could be extradited. The trio told the media the messages came from a generic Gmail address. 
In a statement, the Hong Kong police said that the unit is officially known as the National Security Department and appealed to those concerned to give further information or evidence for further action. The force stressed that it would act in accordance with the relevant laws, established procedures and guidelines when executing its duties. On the weather, becoming cloudy, the minimum temperature about 28 degrees. There'll be a few showers and isolated thunderstorms tomorrow. It'll be hot with sunny periods during the day. Maximum temperature around 32 degrees in the urban areas. It will be a couple of degrees warmer in the new territories. There'll be moderate east to southeasterly winds. As for the outlook, it's going to be fine and very hot in the coming couple of days. The temperature now at the observatory is 29 degrees, humidity 84%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Authorities are investigating the cause of a number three alarm fire at a luxury home in Peng that took more than eight hours to put out. 18 people made it out of the home on Anderson Road without assistance and no one was hurt. Senior Division Officer Chan Fushan explained why it was difficult for firefighters. It's mainly because it's a very large unit, measuring 30 by 30 metres, spreading over two storeys. Add to that the intense heat and smoke generated by the fire, our colleagues found it difficult to push forward. More now on the pandemic and Health Chief Lo Chung Mao says the government wants to widen the use of PCR tests in the fight against COVID-19. Maggie Ho has details. Speaking at a electrical panel meeting on the government's anti-epidemic measures, Lo Chong Mao said officials will not lie flat in the face of a resurgence of COVID cases. Dr Lo says officials will work towards increasing the capacity of PCR tests in a bid to stop transmission chains. PCR tests are more sensitive. Well, this should be the golden standard, and the government will uh, raise the capacity of uh, PCR tests, uh, which enhance the um, speed, the accuracy, and the efficiency. Uh, we will try to be as fast, as cheap, and as accurate as possible. We would normalize the PCR tests. Dr. Lo pointed out that right now, people rely heavily on rapid tests. The health chief also said that social distancing measures will stay in place for the time being. When asked whether the government would relax quarantine requirements for inbound travelers, he said officials don't have a plan yet. There have been calls, for example, to allow arrivals to spend four or five days at the quarantine hotel, down from seven at the moment, to be followed by several days of self-isolation at home. Dr. Lowe said officials could consider all these proposals, but insisted there must be evidence to support the proposals. Otherwise, he warned, the epidemic may rebound. Long queues have formed at Shenzhen Bay's port as people tried to enter the mainland after the authorities eased cross-boundary travel rules. From today, the control point is staying open longer and more quarantine spaces are being provided for Hong Kongers crossing the border. A separate corridor has been set up for people aged 70 or older. Still, DAB lawmaker Edward Leung says the government can do more. They have to increase the capacity for the test in the Hong Kong border on our side. And also, we would like to advocate that the government can provide different time slots for people to sign up so that they do not have to focus and go to the mainland uh, in the morning. And they can go also uh, in the afternoon and also late afternoon. For example, we can spread it into three time slots, and that will be great. 
Some convention and exhibition sector representatives have called on the government to provide a clear roadmap on the lifting of COVID-19 travel restrictions. Damon Pang reports. In an online press conference, trade representatives said the industry has been hit hard by the pandemic, with six exhibitions having been moved from Hong Kong to Singapore, Thailand and the UAE, some permanently over the easing of travel restrictions in other countries. The vice chairman of the Exhibition and Convention Industry Association, Peter Cheung, said more organisers may follow suit if Hong Kong maintains its current quarantine arrangements. I fully understand the current Hong Kong situation. I'm not asking for the free quarantine at this moment. I do want to have the very clear roadmap for how the situation, on what condition, that will reach the free quarantine requirement. I mean the, the timeline. Mr. Jung told the conference organised by the DAB that exhibitions require some nine months of planning, so there's a need for a roadmap and timeline to normalcy. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow says the government should begin lifting the restrictions by first cutting the current seven-day hotel quarantine for arrivals to five days plus two days of home quarantine. For the best part of three years, the exhibition and convention industry has suffered a lot and we really need to catch up. Otherwise, the business will be gone to other jurisdictions like Singapore, Thailand or Japan. Fellow councillor Kennedy Wong, who represents the import and export sector, added that some small and medium enterprises in the trade have told him that if their woes continue, they may have to fold by the end of the year. The airport's third runway officially began operations today. It's being hailed as a milestone in Hong Kong's aviation development. Altis Wong has details. A government flying service plane was the first aircraft to land on the tarmac at 8.24am. It was followed three minutes later by a Cathay Pacific cargo flight from Shanghai. Cathay CEO Augustus Tang said they were delighted to be the first airline to operate a commercial flight using the new third runway. He also described the operation of the new North Runway as a milestone achievement for the Hong Kong International Aviation Hub. The previous North Runway has now been renamed the Centre Runway, and it will be temporarily closed for reconfiguration. The reconfiguration of the airport's three runways and the building of a new passenger concourse are expected to be completed in 2024. Foreign ministers from the world's 20 largest economies are meeting on the Indonesian island of Bali in a session overshadowed by Russia's war with Ukraine. Officials at the session say Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, left the chamber ahead of an address by his Ukrainian counterpart, Dmitro Kuleba. But speaking to the media, Mr Lavrov blamed the United States for the diplomatic breakdown over the conflict. It was not us who abandoned all contacts was the United States. Uh, that's all I can say. And we are not running after anybody suggesting meetings. If they don't want to talk, it's their choice. The host foreign minister, Indonesia's Retno Masudi, said problems like the global food shortage stemming from the conflict could only be solved using a uni- unified approach. We all have the responsibility to safeguard multilateralism, to make it deliver. Multilateralism is the only mechanism where all countries, regardless of their size and wealth, stand on equal footing and are treated equally. So multilateralism is also the only way to coordinate effectively against the global challenges. 
The ex-FIFA president, Sepp Blatter, and the former UEFA chief, Michel Platini, have both been acquitted of corruption by a Swiss court. Prosecutors had claimed that a two million US dollar payment Mr Blatter made when he was head of world football's governing body to Mr Platini when he was president of the European Football Authority had been illegal. Both men denied wrongdoing and said the transfer was a belated payment for services for previous advisory work by Mr Platini. Mr Blatter spoke to reporters outside court. I made my decision because I I believe that I can't win two matches under these circumstances. You know, I can't serve. Uh, it's not only that I can't serve at the right speed. I'm sorry, that was that was not the right clip. Uh, back to Sporting in tennis, Rafael Nadal has confirmed that he's pulled out of Wimbledon after failing to recover from an abdominal injury. The 22-time Grand Slam champion pushed through the pain to which to win his quarter-final match in five sets against Taylor Fritz on Wednesday, but he's now been forced to withdraw. I made my decision because I I believe that I can't win two matches under these circumstances. You know, I can't serve. Uh, it's not only that I can't serve at the right speed; it's <laughs> it's that I can't uh, do the mm, normal movement. To serve, you know. So uh, after say that, uh, uh, imagine myself winning uh, two matches, uh, and for for respect to myself, in some way, uh, I don't want to go out there, uh, not be competitive enough to play at this uh, at the level that I need to to play to to achieve my goal, and with a big chance to to make the things uh, much worse. Uh, Nick Kyrgios will take an eye that Novak Djokovic or Britain's Cameron Norrie. There'll be a new name on the women's tro- singles trophy after semi-final wins for Ons Djibur of Tunisia and Elena Rebekina of Kazakhstan. Djibur beat Tajana Maria of Germany to become the first African women, woman to reach a Grand Slam singles final. I'm a proud Tunisian woman standing here today and uh, uh, I know in Tunisia they're going crazy right now. Uh, hopefully, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just try to inspire really as much as I can, you know. I want to see more and more, uh, not just Tunisian, Arab, African players on tour. I, I just love, love the game and uh, I want to share, you know, this experience with them. Uh, I see the juniors playing here, they're 14. I saw some players and I hope they uh, really uh, grow up and, and be here, play here on the center court. A reminder of our top stories, a shock around the world at the assassination of Shinzo Abe. And locally, COVID cases are again close to the 3,000 mark. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. You're listening to Peter King.
Beatles, of course, definitely a Friday night track, a hard day's night. If you'd like a song of your own, by the way, do get in touch. It's Radio Pete at Gmail. That's how to go around it. 